Welcome to the Soccer Life Goals Podcast with your host, Noah Niemeyer. A soccer interview podcast with fresh content, bringing you exclusive interviews with soccer players and growing the soccer fan base around the world. Whether you call it football or soccer, be inspired and encouraged, both on and off the pitch. Jeremy Hall has a long list of awards and professional career accomplishments. Jeremy began playing soccer at the age of eight right here in Tampa, Florida. He actually played for the same club where I play now. Jeremy went on to be a two-time All-American high school soccer player while also entering the U.S. Residency Soccer Academy. He played on the U-17 USA men's team in the World Cup. At the University of Maryland, Jeremy Hall was also an All-American and won the NCAA D1 Championship in 2009. Hall was drafted in the first round of the MLS Super Draft by the New York Red Bulls. Hall had long professional career, continuing to play for the Portland Timbers, FC Dallas, Toronto FC, and New England Revolution. He also played for the Puerto Rico national team in 2016. Jeremy Hall currently coaches at Minnesota United FC. Hall currently splits time between Minnesota and Toronto, where his wife is from, along with their two young children. I'm really excited about today's guest and sharing our conversation with you guys. Before we start the interview, I'd like to remind you to share this podcast with your friends, like, and subscribe. And you can also find me on Instagram at the Soccer Life Goals Podcast. Thanks. Welcome back to the Soccer Life Goals podcast, guys. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Jeremy Hall. Welcome, Jeremy. What's up, Noah? How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. My pleasure. So we'll dive right in. We all want to know who was your favorite team or soccer player growing up and why? That's a good question. I love, I love this question. So growing up, I'm from Tampa. And so when I first started playing soccer, I was eight years old. And at the time, we had the Tampa Bay Mutiny, who was a MLS team down in Tampa from 96 to 2001. They're not there anymore, which is which is very sad. But yeah, during that time, there was a guy on that team named Roy Lasseter. He was a forward. Um, he used to score a bunch of goals. So like this was my guy. He was number 11. I had to be number 11 for my club team because I played the same position as him. So I would go to the games watching him and he was just like my idol growing up. And it's actually pretty cool because I actually saw this guy, Roy Lasseter, um, this past year. I was coaching in Minnesota and he was coaching in Houston. So when I saw him, I, I, I went up to him and I was like, I don't know if you know this, but you are my idol growing up. So it was really cool to, to see him and, and speak with him again. But um, he was the one who definitely made me fall in love with the game. Oh, that's cool. So it's actually funny. I'm number 11, too. See, it's a good number. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Neymar was number 11, wasn't he? Like, yeah, at some point. And yeah, I just like number 11. I usually play like left wing, right wing. So, yeah, it's like that's number, number. position. Yeah. Yeah. That so was my tell us number. about your soccer journey and up until your professional career. Oh, that's good. So I started playing soccer when I was eight. Um, so similar, similar to you, I liked a uh, different sport. I was a big baseball guy. I loved baseball. I used to play all the time. And so my mom went to sign my younger brother and myself up to play baseball. And um, when we got there, all the registration was full. So 
my little brother was like, let's play soccer. And I, I was devastated. I didn't want to play. I was crying. I was like, I want to play baseball. But he convinced me to play. And like once I played that first year, I fell in love with it. And, and I played ever since. So I played in town of country for a year, uh, rec. And then I ended up moving to a club called Blackwatch. And then I moved to um, HCU, Hillsborough County, which is now TVU. And I played there up until I went to college. So I was there. And then uh, high school, I was down in IMG Academy with um, the U-17 national team. We had a residency program down there. So it was cool to be a part of that. Um, and then through that, I got to play in a World Cup, uh, U-17 World Cup with um, the U.S. national team down in Peru in 2005. And then I got a scholarship to Maryland. So I went to Maryland for three years before I got drafted. And I got drafted by the New York Red Bulls. And I was there for two years. Um, I got traded to the Portland Timbers and I was in Portland for a year. Um, I finished that year in Dallas. I got traded to Dallas and then I ended up signing with um, TFC Toronto for, and I was there for three years, um, signed and played a year in New England Revolution. And then I finished my career with Sacramento Republic and the USL. So I kind of played in a lot of different places. Um but yeah, that's the journey. It, it took me to, to a lot of cool places, met a lot of cool people and uh, some great experiences along the way. Uh, that's cool. That's a great story. Uh, so tell us about like what it was like playing for the U.S. U-17s. It was amazing. Um, I think it's something that you don't really realize um, until like you until you're gone, how, how cool the experience was. But I remember when I first went down there, I went down there on tryout. So one of the, somebody who worked at the club knew one of the coaches for the national team and, and just recommended my name. So I went down there on trial for a couple of days and I ended up getting selected for the team. And I was there for two years and I met some amazing players, um, some, some players that ended up you know, playing in World Cups and, and some players that didn't make it into the high level, but some really still uh, good players. Um, what a great experience. So we were there for two years. We were training for, you know, our, our World Cup for the U-17 age. So we traveled all over the world. We played against some really good players. Um, we ended up making the World Cup and we ended up losing. I think we ended up losing in the quarterfinals to Holland. Um, so, but but the experience was amazing. And so, very blessed and fortunate to be a part of that. Uh, that's cool. Like this was a U seventeen World Cup. That's that's pretty big. So what was it? Tell us more about like in the World Cup. Like what was it? What was it like? Oh, it was amazing. So, um, well, during this whole two year cycle, you know, we went and traveled and we played different you know teams, games, and it really uh, prepped us for you know this World Cup. But our World Cup was down in Peru. Um, the experience was amazing. You know, it's uh, obviously not as big as the World Cup. It's a lot of um, a, a bigger it's well, it's at a smaller scale for sure. But, you know, to be, you know, um, represent your country and, and play against these teams. And I can't even I can't even tell you some of the teams that we played against because it was so long ago and I'm old now. But um, just to be a part of that process and, you know, you go from first day to to your second year and that whole journey of getting there. And um, it was, it was really cool. And like I said, I got to be a, a part of this team with some really cool players, some guys that I'm still friends with to this day. We still talk and, and we talk about that experience, but um, you know, anytime you can represent your country, it's, it's a, it's a great honor. So the experience was, was awesome. 
So you also played for the Puerto Rican national team. So like, what's it like per, for like playing on a national team and how it's different for playing like a regular team you're always with? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, you know, so the, the Puerto Rico national team that came about later in my career, um, you know, obviously playing through the youth U S national team, my goal was to play for the U S national team. And, um, obviously I, I found that out very soon that that was never gonna, gonna happen for me. So, you know, I continued playing with my club team and, you know, I moved to different clubs, but there was a, there was a point where I was with my club team and I really wasn't playing that much. And Puerto Rico kept calling for me to come in and play games with them. And I just felt like it was a perfect time to go. And so I went down there and it was actually funny. My first game with Puerto Rico, we played against the U S so that was, you know, kind of cool, but um, you know, going down there to Puerto Rico and playing with them, it's totally different from, you know, some of these other big countries where they have a lot of money and there's infrastructures, you know, and their facilities are all, you know, top of the line. It was totally different down in Puerto Rico, but the people and, and just, the, the love for playing for the for the team was just incredible and so being down there with those guys and you know playing against you know we played against the U.S. and then we played some you know gold cup qualifiers it was just a really cool honor to play you know with with Puerto Rico and totally different from playing with your club team because you know you obviously go during those international windows you don't get to spend too much time with you know the national team but just a great honor to to represent your country. Yeah, that sounds like a cool experience. So speaking of cool experiences, you were picked uh, in the first round of the 2009 MLS Super Draft. What was it like? Yeah, man, I forgot about that. You know, it's, it's so long ago, but it was a really cool experience. You know, um, you know, when I was in college, I never, I mean, obviously thought about going pro, but it never came. I never really thought about it that much until my junior year, we had a really good year. We won the national championship and there was a lot of buzz around my name. I had a really good year that year. So that whole experience of the draft was really cool. I remember going down to the combine, um, you know, we played a few games and all the coaches are all there watching me. So obviously everybody was super nervous from there. We jumped on the plane and on the plane, there was a bunch of the MLS coaches that were on the plane. So I actually sat next to um, Juan Carlos Osorio, who was the Rebels coach at the time, and he was just talking tactics with me and stuff like that. And draft day, he ended up drafting me. So it was a really cool experience to be on the plane with him and, and talking to him. And then we must have hit it, hit it off and, and he drafted me. So, you know, that process was really cool to go, you know, first round in that high. Um, yeah, it was special. And so something that I'll never forget. Oh, that's really cool. That's like, you're like sitting next to the person who you get drafted by like pretty soon. Yeah. So what was a big challenge in your career and how did you overcome it? I love these questions. That's a really good question, Noah. I would say the biggest thing is when, you know, I was very fortunate, knock on wood, to not have any injuries. But um, when you get to a point in your career where you're, you're not playing as much, it's always really tough because we're all competitors. You want to play. And I remember when I first uh, it was when I got to Toronto 2014, you know, everywhere I've been, I pretty much played, you know, if I was healthy, I was playing, if I wasn't starting, um, I was on the bench and I usually came into the game 2014 when I got to Toronto, um, it was a year where I didn't play that much, you know, so mentally it was really, really, really tough for me because you're so used to playing. So it was so hard to just go into training and, you know, not get picked, uh, for the game or not get picked to, to travel with the team. So, you know, that was a really tough time in my career. Um, but you know, I had some really good people around me, obviously, like uh, 
I'm very, you know, faithful and, and that helped me, you know, through that, through that time, through a lot of prayer and just, you know, working hard and just waiting for my, for my time. And I ended up leaving Toronto and going to a different club and, and, you know, having a better positive experience, but, you know, going through those times where you're not playing and, and it's tough, you know, I, I would probably say because I didn't have any injury, that was probably the, t- the, the toughest time for me. Yeah. So it's like a lot of competition, like to get picked for a spot. Yeah. So exactly. who's one of the toughest players who you've ever faced? Ooh, I played against a lot of good people. So when I was with the youth national team, we played against a lot of really good teams. Um, you know, Mexico at that time was really good. They had Carlos Vela and Giovanni Dos Santos on that team. They were really, really good. We played against Brazil in Brazil. And I'll never forget this because I probably never ran this much in my life. But that team had, do you know Marcelo? He played at Real Madrid for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they had a couple other guys as well um, that were really good. It was my second year in New York. We actually opened up Red Bull Arena. We played against Santos and Neymar. We played against Neymar and I was playing right back at the time. And he was running at me. So that was a pretty cool experience. Thierry Henry, I've played against so many good players. And, and I think that's when I look back, it's some cool experiences because obviously a lot of the European teams come into the States for their preseason. So, you know, we played against a few of those teams, which is cool. But I'd probably say if I had to pick a few, Neymar, um, Thierry Henry, those two um, stick out to me for sure. Mm, those are some good players and some big names. Some really good, some really good yeah. players. So who are some of the like European teams who came to play preseason? We played against, this is my second year in New York as well. We played against um, Tottenham came. We played against Juventus. And then I played against uh, Roma when I was in Toronto. When I was in Portland, we played against Ajax, who was really good as well. So those are the European teams that stuck out that I played against. There, there could be a few more I, I can't think of. But yeah, man, just great experiences. You know, you see these guys playing in Champions League, World Cup, and, you know, to play against these guys and trade jerseys with some of these guys. It's uh, it's really cool, man. Yeah, that's cool. So what got you ready to play at such a high level compared to, like, other players? Ooh, what got me ready? Well, one, I had really good co- coaches growing up, you know, so when I was in – uh, well, it wasn't called TBU, but Hillsborough County United, HCU. I had some really good coaches growing up. And um, a lot of my, I'd probably say success and just knowledge of the game com- came from these guys, um, Tony Padilla and, and um, Javier Lopez. Um, and then just being around good players. You know, I was really competitive as a player. I hated to lose. And, um, you know, when you're up against good players, you know, you want to raise your game up. And so I was really competitive at nature and, yeah, I, I would say just being around good players, some good coaches along the way, some luck and being blessed. Uh, it kind of just all worked out for me. Oh, that's cool. So what's a funny fact that most people don't know about you? I mean, I'm not that funny, Noah. So that's a bummer. You know, I'm so my mom's side. So I played with Puerto Rico because my mom's side's Puerto Rican. My dad's side of the family is Panamanian, so I'm I'm basically 100% Hispanic, but I know zero Spanish. So I don't know if that's a funny fact. It's probably an embarrassing fact because I should know Spanish, but um, yeah, I'm 100% Hispanic, so I should know Spanish. I got to pick that up. Uh, that's funny. So uh, we have another funny question here. Uh, what's an embarrassing moment you had on the pitch or like someone you started arguing or fighting with? Ooh, embarrassing moment. There was a couple. 
one of the most embarrassing moments I would say was my rookie year. I was playing with the Red Bulls in New York. We were the worst team in the league. We just, we had a really good team, but every game it was like a mistake, mistake. And we would lose games. We were winning. We would end up tying or games. We were tied. We would end up losing. And so I remember we're playing at home and we're playing against Seattle and Casey Keller was their goalie at the time. He kicked the ball. Um, one of their fours came up and headed it. And I was playing right back at the time. I didn't realize that the Seattle player headed it out. So if I would have let it go out, it would have went for a goal kick, but I ended up saving the ball. And I took a touch, took a touch, ended up taking too long on the ball. And Freddie Montero ended up stealing it from me and then hitting it top corner. <laughs> and I just remember the fans were booing me. And it was just, I was a rookie. It was so devastating for me because I was obviously in tune in the game, but like, um, yeah, I just lost that concentration for a little bit, you know? And so <clears throat> it was really cool going in at halftime though. My teammates were really cool and positive with me and just told me, you know, keep your head up, you know, mistakes happen. And I ended up going out and having a, a decent second half, which, which was good. But that was probably for me, one of the uh, most embarrassing moments um, to start my career. And then fights, man, I used to know, I used to fight a lot of my teammates <laughs> when I played because I was so competitive, you know, and so in training, if, you know, I was going up against somebody and whatever happened. And um, yeah, so I would say I, I had a few of those fights with my teammates. But, uh, you know, once training ended, you know, it was all good. It was all just, you know, heat of the moment and just competitive because you want to win. But definitely had a few of those in my career. That's that's funny. Yeah, I I don't have like the best like um I mean, I kind of get in fights sometimes. Like I get like really mad at the referee. I'm like really competitive, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was always like that, especially like when I was younger, my, I would always hear my mom saying, Jeremy, like stop talking to the ref. But like, I was just so heated if I didn't get a call or if something happened. So that's definitely no normal for sure. So what's a pregame routine you couldn't live without? I, I wouldn't say I was superstitious, but I would say routine. So when I was on the road, I didn't really have a routine because we were in the hotel just waiting for the game. Those days were always really long. I just felt like you were laying in your bed and eating food. But at home, I would always clean my apartment. So the day of the game, I would always, you know, vacuum or sweep the floors, um, you know, clean the bathroom, do my laundry, make my bed, um, clean my sheets. I would always, for some reason, always just clean my apartment um, during my home game. So I don't know if that's superstition, but it just kept me yeah. moving around a bit and just um, not thinking about the game too much. Yeah, it's like not letting the nerves get on you. Exactly. Do you have any um, routines? I like I always wear my headband. I have this like headband. It looks like a karate kid one. Uh, nice. I just got I actually got it from one of my teammates, Nolan, who I actually. Yeah, he's on our team still. And this is other kid, Hudson, who also wears one, too. That's yeah. Really and then, cool. yeah, I always have this like mental bank account where like, so it's, my dad found it like a book. Um, Like you write down all your highlights from like practices, games, like, so you like read that before like the games to get you like mental, mentally prepared. That's awesome. I like that. That's really cool. I might have to use that for some of my players. I like that. So one of the goals here that we have is like having soccer be more popular in the United States. What do you think it'll take for that to happen? Um, what will it take? Um, I mean, I, I think it's going in that direction right now, Noah, just because of the world cup, you can see how amazing it is, you know, when the U S 
um, you know, plays. It's, it's so cool. Even just yesterday, watching them play. And then that second half, I was just screaming and I was so emotional. But I think as MLS grows, uh, the popularity grows. And I think you can see it with every expansion team that comes in, right? Like I look at Austin this past these past two years, um, St. Louis is going to come in this season. And I think that's going to be an incredible place to play. I, I live in Minnesota and work with Minnesota United now and their stadium is incredible. Every game it's sold out. And so I think just MLS is not even 30 years old. I think it's, you look at some of these other countries in the history of the game, it's been going on for a hundred years, you know? And so mm-hmm. we're still, we're still babies in that sense. So I think, as MLS grows over time, the national team con- continues to do well, especially looking at, you know, the national team now is a, it's a young group, you know, with, with success grows, um, you know, the popularity as well. So it's super exciting. I mean, even just thinking about the 2026 World Cup going to be in the States, yeah. I think that's going to take it to another level as well. So that you doing these awesome podcasts as well, you know, spreading the awareness out, I think, you know, the generation for, for you guys and the the younger kids, it's it's exciting for you guys to you know play in you know big games um, on TV and and the exposure that you guys are gonna have. It's uh, it's really really cool. Yeah, and then there's also players like Messi who are probably coming. He's coming next season, so that'll definitely be really big. Uh, he's going that's to a Aaron. really good point. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good point because I remember when Beckham came to the league and I, that took MLS to a whole nother you know, level. And then, like you said, you know, from there, so many more big internationals that were playing in big clubs that are, you know, coming into MLS and um, it's only going to get better. You see a lot of young players coming to MLS and then being sold over to bigger clubs. So it's definitely an exciting time for, for um, MLS and, and um, soccer in America. It's also exciting to see like a bunch of MLS players. Like there's a couple of MLS players in the world cup roster for the U S Exactly. Even even MLS players um, on on rosters for other countries as well. I just saw um, Atlanta United has a young kid, Almeida. I think his name is. Yeah, Tiago um, Almeida. Yeah. Yeah, and he's with Argentina at the World Cup. That's incredible. He's twenty one years old, playing in MLS. Right. So I hope you uh, are dreaming big because um, yeah, you could have a bright future, man. So thank you. So. <laughs> So we encourage everyone to have goals and like set goals. So like, what's a goal you're working on right now? I love that. That's, that's um, really, really cool. Um, goal for me right now. So I just started coaching. I'm, I'm still relatively young. I've been doing it for since 2019. So a few years now. Um, I j- just am about to start my A coaching license. So that's going to be a 10 month journey, which yeah, it's, I took my B and that was really tough. So I'm looking forward to this A course just to be out of your comfort zone. You know, they really ask questions and why and why and why. And um, I'm just looking forward, like I said, to just be out of my comfort zone and uh, to just grow in this side of the game because, you know, obviously I don't play anymore and I miss it, but mm-hmm. being able to coach, you know, guys like you and and some older players, it's fun to give back and just, you know, see you guys grow and and have these hopefully have these amazing careers and just talk about experiences that I had through that. And so my goal for these, these next 10 months is to continue to develop as a coach so I can, you know, help you guys out as players. Yeah. Maybe you can come down to TV. Huh? I might have to, you know, you've got some good coaches down there right now. Like I said, we talked yeah. about Fernando, man. He's 
one of my boys um, that I've I've known him since I was your age, you know, and we still talk to this day. And um, I would love to go down there. I'd love to watch you play uh, some some games down there. Yeah, that'd be cool. So last question, uh, what advice would you give your 12-year-old self as a soccer player? Ooh, um, the advice I would give is just to enjoy the journey. You know, I think there's, for example, you know, I talked about that one, the toughest time in my career was when I wasn't playing, you know, and there's there's times like that where I wish I could have handled the situations a bit different, you know, I think during some of those times, I probably wasn't the best teammate. Um, I wasn't the best um, person to be around because I was so competitive or I was so upset that I wasn't playing. I feel like I could have handled situations differently, you know, but when I look now that I'm not playing anymore and I look back on it, the journey was amazing. You know, you get to play games, you get to train, you know, you get to, you know, play in front of your home fans or get booed in front of the away fans, you know, and so those type of um types of experiences and the good, the bad, the journey is just amazing, you know, and it goes by so quick. So to my 12 year old self, I would just say, enjoy the journey, the good, the bad, um, because it's a, it's an incredible experience and very blessed to be able to say that I was a professional one day. I, I was once a professional. Yeah, that's great advice. Well, thanks for sharing. And thank you again for coming on to the soccer life goals podcast. Thanks, Noah. Thanks for having me, man. It was really cool. I really enjoyed it. That was awesome. And remember, go through life with goals. Thank you for listening to the Soccer Life Goals podcast. We appreciate your support. Please do us a favor by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Let's grow soccer around the world and go through life with goals. Let's go!